good one. Hi, welcome, welcome back. Last week was a kerfuffle, kerfuffle. It was a huge kerfuffle. But we did record something, and I did record it, or yeah, record it to put it on YouTube, but forgot about recording the audio as well, because that's what you need audio. Yeah, well, that's what I would do. So I have a really great video of Heather and I FaceTiming one another and talking about comics. So, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. Here we are. I'm Champ. I'm Heather. And we're going to do it. Okay. So, I have um, Hawkeye Free Falls issue number four. Um, this is Hawkeye still trying to pretend that he isn't Ronan, even though a bunch of people suspect him. Because um, <clears throat> he is. Yeah. He is Ronan. Yeah. Um, he runs into Daredevil and has, like, a really good conversation that I thought was uh, pretty funny. Because, like, I told Champ, like, I forget that within superhero universes, uh, a lot of them don't know who they are in real life. (laughs) And I kept trying to figure out why, you know, Clint didn't realize that Daredevil was blind. It was a whole thing. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh, he's still trying to take down the hood, and he teams up with a bunch of other people to do it. Um, And then a bunch of crazy stuff happens. (laughs) Because, of course, it would. Yeah. So you still like it, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still fantastic. Um, And you said it's going to be an ongoing now? That's what it looked like, yeah. Those are originally supposed to be four issues, um, but I just noticed that there were more. So I guess it's ongoing now, which is cool. I like it. Can we go again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you Um, twice and then me once. Okay. So I have uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Kylo Ren, issue number four. This is the last one in the tiny little series, and this is... Literally just his origin, how he became a Knight of the Ren. Um, he kills a couple Jedis, uh, takes someone's helmet, you know. Oh, there's good Kylo Ren face right there. Oh, yeah. It's a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, this. I overall, I enjoyed it. I mean... You said that was the last issue? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's... I mean, it was fine. Yeah. I did it. I have no, like, real feelings about it either way. It was just something to read, so it's cool, I guess. I gotcha. So, you, I mean, you read it, and you, you at least kept reading it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was interesting enough that I, I wanted to read it, um, and I'm, but I'm glad that they only did four issues, because yeah. I don't think I would be interested in anything after that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I have The Man Who Fucked Up Time. This is issue number two. And the first issue... You meet the main character, man. <laughs> and his name is Sean. Sean. He works in this lab, and they're working on a time machine, and he thinks about all of, like, the bad decisions he's made in his life, and if he could only go back, like, so far that he could fix all these decisions he's made, and, you know, comes to this conclusion that, yeah, you shouldn't do that, like, should not go back in time and mess anything up. And his future self comes and is like, hey, guess what? You should do that. And he listens like a fool. And when he comes back, he has ruined everything. Of course. Why would you listen to a future version of yourself? (laughs) Yeah, so he's basically being hunted down or he's found by time cops and they're basically like, you need to fix what you've done. And so that is what he is trying to do within this issue is fix what he has done 
but he can't figure out like at what point to stop himself or where how far to go so he interacts with his past self and like ends up getting in a fight with his past self and honestly the art is so so great the clerk's reactions if i can get to the page they're just <laughs> they're so good <laughs> he's just uh it's a really fun silly book and i highly highly suggest it it's i'm two issues in and i'm at least having like a a fun time and i love like a decent time time story you know and that is it for that okay cool um oh my god hi we both have ronan island uh issue 11 there's one more right yeah one one more more. issue Mm mm-hmm Um, This is still, you know, Hannah and Kenichi trying to protect the island um, against the Shogun, uh, and they get kind of betrayed. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say, like, yeah, betrayed, but also not betrayed. Right. It's, uh... I think Hannah makes it very clear, her feelings on the island and how she's been treated all of these years and everything that's been, like, culminating to this moment. And, I don't know, there's something just, like, really, like, heart-wrenching about what she's saying, because the island is all about togetherness, but she's never felt like she's been one of them. So, I don't know. I do, and, you know, Kenichi stands up for her, which I've been waiting for this entire series. Yeah. It was, it was a very, very good moment. I, I'm really sad to, like, see this book finish up, and I'm also, like, excited to see what happens at the same time so everything's like coming to an end it's fantastic it's really good yeah this story (laughs) is very very good i really enjoy it i'm glad i got on it and i'm glad that we got past that first issue because i know that we both had mixed feelings yeah and i definitely did have mixed feelings on it because i only had like the number one originally and then i added it god mega (laughs) dog is dying cats going to the bathroom like what is happening today uh yeah I just like getting over that first issue and like the idea of I guess monsters and like the supernatural within the story was easy enough after you got used to it oh yeah once it was more explained and it wasn't just like a random thing I agree go ahead um I have Reaver this is issue number seven uh this is part one of a little chapter called the grim after um this takes place sometime after the events of the first six issues um essen breakers he goes back to a town that holds a friend that he was like raised with and stuff and he wants to be a better person and but things just aren't working out for him because everyone sees him and they're like whoa dude wants to fight because he's huge (laughs) and that's just what he's known for is you know killing (laughs) Yeah, the um, dude wants to fight. <laughs> that's pretty much, like, what happens. He walks in, and they're like, oh, you want to fight? And then they just all fight. Um, but I, to be honest, I wasn't sure when this took place, like, if this was an origin of him or not, until, like, this last page when one of the previous characters shows up. Okay. And then I was like, oh, this all makes sense now. This is, like, sometime in the future after they find the anvil and shit and our saved yeah whatever yeah some of them yeah they're off doing their own thing as far as i can remember these are the only two who were left alive so makes sense 
Do you think there will be, like, a surprise reappearance of a character that you thought was dead? Um, I could see that for one of them, for sure. Um, and if they did it, like, I think it would be cool. But also, it's just not necessary. Because I felt like his death was uh, good. Yeah. It was a good death. But, I don't know. I could see them bringing him back. Um, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Which was really cool because I didn't think that I would, especially after that first issue. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm glad you stuck on. Like, I enjoy hearing about it still, so. Yeah, I, I liked it way more than I probably should have. <laughs> but whatever. Um, then I have this title. V.E. Schwab, Shades of Magic, The Steel Prince, The Rebel Army. This is the last one, finally. Um, and this just uh, concludes the story of Prince Maxim becoming the Steel Prince. Um, fighting the rebel army <laughs> and he um, I'm pretty sure if I if I read it correctly because it's very vague he is now officially king too okay I feel like his dad stepped down because he was like oh you proved yourself worthy and so now he's the steel king yes does he still have a rebel army no the rebel army was fighting against him oh. he had to stop the rebel army okay yes um, I mean, I've listened to you talk about all of these books. I should know this by now. It's I, I, I just know that this prince is a prick. That's, yes. That, that is what I have gathered. He has been humbled, though. He's better. Just your, That's your like, favorite type of character. I know. <laughs> you have a type. I do. Give me a tortured prince with daddy issues any day, and I am in. As long as he has that slight, a bit, slight bit of redemption. We, we only love slight redemptions. Well, you can't be, like, 100% good all the time. I know. Unless you're me. That's true. You are, <laughs> you are the exception. I'm kidding. I'm not 100% good all the time. All right. I'm going to talk about Batman's grief. Okay. It's, uh, Batman is fighting his way out of Arkham Asylum with Jim Gordon because they've been trapped there. They're talking about who they've been trapped by, and basically Batman's like, they are many steps ahead of us, yet they are making mistakes now, and I will figure this out. So he goes to a scene of a crime and does some Batman shit where he's just like, if I was this dude, I would look at this clock, and then I would know that like somebody had stopped my security system, and this and that. A lot of Batman shit. I forget he's a detective. Yeah. He's a hardcore detective in this, but also punches people in the face real hard. Okay. So it gives you a, a decent balance of, like, Batman punching people, some snarky, snarky uh, Jim Gordon and Alfred, and some real detective Batman. <laughs> Sorry that my little sister just texted. She's such a brat. <laughs> And that's all I have to say about that, about that Batman. Art's really good. It's a really enjoyable book overall. There's two more issues? There's uh, eight? S- there's six more issues. Six more, okay. What is the one that's eight? It's uh, Batman, Curse of the White Knight. Okay. And there's only one more issue of that, and I cannot wait to be done. Oh, thanks. I just got mine on vacation. I got mine uh, from a, a weird tote in the living room at home. <laughs> Um, it, mine does say, like, I didn't notice, but it says love at the on the bottom in a weird font. It does, yeah. I hated that once I saw it. I was like, oh, the top is so cool, but then the bottom says fucking love. God damn it. It was on sale. No wonder, because it says love on the bottom. No one else is going to wear that. Yeah. Only my dumbass. 
Okay. So we actually both read this yeah. one too. Uh, this is Thor, machine number four. Um, this just Thor letting Galactus eat some planets. There is no real like fight with Sif. And they, she's just kind of like, I'm taking Beta Ray Bill home, and you know you're doing some fucked up shit. Yeah, figure out your life. And then Goodbye. she and then she left, yeah. Typical Sif fashion. It was, I don't know, I can't, it's not like a non-enjoyable story, I just, it doesn't make me care at all. Yeah, no, same. Um, I did like that little part with Loki in it, though. Yeah, I also like that part. I thought that was really cute. He's like, oh, hammer, huh? I do think Donny Cates would be, well, yeah, no, he writes Loki really well. Yeah. I love the art for it, too. Yeah, the art is really great in the story. Um, I just kind of want to get it, it past whatever's this. happening now. Yeah. Because I want to know, like, what it leads into, because I know Donny Cates is, like, a big picture guy. Yeah. So, yeah. It's Thor. number four, Donny Cates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I guess I'll go again. Yeah, dog. Okay, so I have uh, this first issue of Jim Henson's The Storyteller Ghost. Normally, I would not be into a Jim Henson book, not going to lie. Um, but this whole, like, four-part series is about Scandinavian folklore, which I am very into. Um, so I decided to give it a try, and I actually really enjoyed it. Good, good. It's a, yeah, it's a, I, I feel like each one is going to be a different story. I don't know how this I think, stuff works. I think I read online somewhere that it, they were each kind of like a one-shot, or at least okay. the, the way it made it sound, it was like that one was a one-shot for okay. sure. Cool. Well, this is the story of the Myling. Um, Mylings are, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's always like children or maybe just ghosts or like anyone Child who ghosts. dies. Yeah. So it's a, a ghost that will fill the area that it had died with like pain and you know horror and stuff like that because okay. all they want is their very body to be buried properly so it's the story of this guy who um he was a twin his twin ended up dying he grows old feeling like something a piece of him is like missing yeah so the woman that like found him in the woods tells him you know like oh this is what happened like you had a brother and like so he goes on the mission to find his brother so that he can have that closure in his life, and he runs into the Myling, who happens to be his brother's spirit. Okay. Yeah. So. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's nice and dark, but it's told in story form, so, like, this old woman is, like, telling her dog this story. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. It's, a. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, that was one I had thought about, just because the cover is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. That was one where the cover definitely pulled me in, but then I was like, no, it's okay. I've got a lot of books. Yeah. And, um, then, and then I have a reasonable amount of books this week. So. Yeah. Um, I can let you borrow it because I, I think you would enjoy it, too. Okay. And it's not, like, a complicated read by any means. It's right. nice and easy. I like nice and easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Next we have Safe Sex. This is number seven. Um, and this is the end of the story arc. Yeah. Now, when it says two can be... Con- <laughs> can <we> talk? <laughs> when it says to be continued, is it... Do you think it's going to be continuing this storyline with Avery? I'm not sure. I don't know. Did you read the outro? I didn't. No, I didn't actually read any of this for once. Okay, I read. I did read the outro just because I was not 100 percent sure, like with the ending, how it would be continued. So 
or if it would be continued necessarily, if it was one of those things where it's just like, we're going to try to do this. But the way the outro sounds, it is going to be continued and coming back in fall. I just don't, I'm not 100% sure what that storyline would follow. I do like how she talks about within the outro about how like she didn't want the ending to 100% be happy. Mm -hmm. And that like... I don't know, it was rough reading it last night because I've got a lot of feelings right now. I feel bad. <laughs> Especially with, like, the state of the world, which I've had for a while, but that really, like, it, it was hard to also, like, have that, like, ending where you had that double-edged sword where things were good but also bad. Mm -hmm. And it's also, like, the idea of a struggle, and she also pinpoints that it was... Uh, influenced by, if I remember correctly, I'm sorry, I'm going to steal okay. yours real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, everybody. Uh, influenced by, like, Get Out in Brazil. So the idea that the ending might not be the end 100%. Okay. That's so, nice. yeah. I like that. I'm I'm excited. It's It's nice to also, you know, not be... Not to, like, pussyfoot around, like, the idea of, like, something that bad can happen no matter what. Like, even when you're, you know, even when you're fighting for good, nothing ends up the way you want. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a lot of sacrifice involved with that. Yeah. And, yes. So. Boom. <laughs> yes. I feel like if you haven't been reading it, you probably should because it also just... It's really good, but it, there's a lot of, like, underlying messages and stuff. And yeah. Again, the interviews in the back are always really good. Um, it's just refreshing. It is really refreshing. And it's nice to read something from somebody who you know is authentic and very real with what they're saying about sex work and people in general, like, LGBTQ people and just living that life and knowing those feelings. So, I uh, don't want to talk about it too much because I might just fucking explode. You're gonna get crazy. I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> it's gonna be sad. Okay, so now we have uh, Decorum. This is a new Jonathan Hickman joint. Uh, this is issue number one. Sexy Assassins. Yes, who are also very nice and polite, which I enjoy. Uh, things I want to say about this book is that it's very much in Jonathan Hickman fashion. It really, like, oddly reminded me of uh, I believe Black Monday Murders. Okay. It had that, like, because Black Monday Murders also has these, like, text pages, very much like a book, almost. So the intro is almost about how these worlds were built and what happens, and the art is just amazing. The colors are great. There are maps. So if you like maps, they are weird. And I love maps, and... Um, not gonna lie, this is what I spent the most time on this morning when I was reading it, just yeah. staring at the maps, because I love maps so much, but they're very informative maps. Yeah, they're very important to the story. Uh, the thing to be, like, aware of, too, is once you, like, the books kind of have two separate stories, even if they are combined themselves, it's just, you have a very different beginning from the end of it, and then the art is also... The colors are a little interesting. You have a lot of black and whites with just, like, pops of color. Mm -hmm. It's really, really well done. It's just something to keep your your eyes on. But 
I am obviously in love with the main, the main assassin lady. Dang, me too. <laughs> it's because she's so polite. I think it's just because it looks like she could just, like, step on my face in a really hot way. I'll say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want her to say thank you, but it's I, fine. I do. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's about uh, assassins. Assassins. Just yes. keep that in mind. Yes. Assassins. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about cable real fast. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I uh, I read cable. I do not have it. Which honestly, kind of wish I. I don't know. I'm like, should I put it on my profile? I don't think I should. But I did really love it. It's not what I expected at all. It's almost like cute, which I wasn't expecting from a a cable book no that is weird maybe just read the second issue and see if it carries on through that because i know sometimes first issues are great yeah i just like i really enjoyed the tone i think it did a really good job of like setting up who this character is as well as giving you like a little bit of a mystery and something else that's going on i there was a really great line where he is talking to a a young a young mutant who is being brave and he's he said he's like got pouches on you kid and I'm just like oh that's that's great it's like or I like your pouches like something to the effect of like I do love that I was like that's good that's good I love it so I don't know it just had some quality of it I don't know if it was like the Philanoto art and cut like the colors like combined with like the story itself but there's something that was really just I don't know you really enjoyed it? I really enjoyed it, okay. and it was just, like, really, like, well done. I'll read it tonight when I get in, because I was on the fence about it yesterday, but hearing you say that makes me want to read it. Yeah. Damn it. It was one of those things that, it was, like, when I liked X-Force a lot, I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this at all. Like, why would I like this? Right. So, I, yeah, maybe just get the second issue, like, read it or whatever. Ooh, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a monster now. Okay. And then our last one here, we have X-Men issue number eight. X-Men are fighting the brood. Yes. So you haven't been reading the New Mutants book, Mm -mm. but this is basically kind of like a continuance of the New Mutants from space one, the space story. Okay. So that's why you are like Roberto's in space and the Shi'ar like system. Like they had just separated from Cyclops dad and like those guys and so, um, Rain had stolen the egg from Cyclops' dad. Okay. Okay. That all makes more sense because the only, like, information I have on the brood is, like, from the Avengers. And I kept expecting Thor to show up in brood form. Just, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's almost just, like, in combination with that, like, New Mutant storyline. So, it was enjoyable for me because it kind of wrapped up that. And I did, like, the idea of, like getting the hierarchy of the mutants and where they stand, like, with commanders and stuff like that, and kind of how they stand when they get attacked by people. Yes, an egg. It's the egg. An egg. Jonathan Hickman typed Decorum and X-Men together. With some eggs. Some eggs. A man loves his eggs. You just needed to use gold balls for something. (laughs) Okay, that's everything. That's everything. It's Wednesday. We did it pretty quick. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for chilling. Go buy comics. Do the thing. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. 
Don't touch your face. Vote for Bernie in any primaries if you're voting anytime soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>